Welcome to the Neil World Order Podcast, coming to you on a Saturday night from the Southern Comfort Zone. Uh, honestly, it's been a cold, long week here in Wisconsin, actually a little warmer today. It's actually foggy out there tonight, kind of sleeting, raining, um, looks like it, the roads would probably be pretty trash if you were out there tonight, so if you're out there, be careful. I actually, uh, got to use my snowblower this uh, past Sunday. Uh, worked awesome, way better than shoveling. Uh, we'd gotten, I don't know, about three to five inches of snow. Uh, it was mostly powder, so it's, you know, it's the wet stuff <laughs> that's an issue to deal with. But anything is better than shoveling. Um, but yeah, winter definitely showed up this week uh, a couple times at night. Temperatures drop below zero. Super windy. You know, it always seems like sometimes we get these snows, and then the next day or two, like, there's no precipitation, but the wind is just, like, ridiculous. You know, like 40, 50 miles an hour. And as it's maybe a lot of you people in the south understand, it, it is flat up here for the most part. You know, it's flatlanders is kind of what they call people in the north. And, um, that shit gets blowing and drifting and across the roads, you know. You can have whiteouts sometimes just from the wind blowing the snow that's already fallen. Um, you know, so a lot of the east-west roads were kind of bad. A couple days, um, you know, you'd find yourself having to clear just some drifts out of your driveway. Uh, they're still, they were still plowing the streets and stuff a couple days later just because it kept blowing around. And, and that's always the worst part to me about winter up here like the actual snowfall is it's fine like snow's not that big of a deal i know you guys got quite a bit of it back home i saw you guys got about six inches which is kind of crazy there um but like snowfalls it's not bad most often when it snows it warms up you know unfortunately that wasn't the case here this week although it's you know it's supposed to be in the 30s again tomorrow i know that sounds crazy seeing warm but we're talking it had been zero negative five and stuff like that and then monday i think monday it's actually supposed to be like a real feel of negative 19 which if you haven't experienced negative temperatures it, it's kind of it, it's painful you know i think of the the first years i was up here and we had a couple of those real feel minus 40 days uh and i believe they call school at like minus 25 or minus 30 because like the buses won't start or whatever and you just like open your door and listen to the world and you just hear like everything cracking and creaking and it, it's literally like hell is freezing over but um yeah so that was the the weather this week um you know which brings me to i guess our next portion is you know when when i moved here and um i, w I wasn't a parent when i moved here uh, that came about, God, I don't know, 10 months into me living here at a time when I was really honestly contemplating going back to Florida or Tennessee or somewhere. Uh, I was pretty much half-packed. Um, and then, you know, life kind of happens. I've been here, uh, you know, uh, my child will be 18 this summer. And for years, you know, all I've said is, hey, once she graduates, she's an adult. No more winter for me, man. I'm done. You know, it has nothing to do with her. Just, I I don't like the Midwest. I joke that it's the Midwest. Um, you know, it's a good community where I live. Uh, good people. But, like, 
I, I just don't like it. You know, I guess for the longest time, I just didn't like it here. You know, I, there's nothing to do. It's kind of, I don't know, it's just not, it, it's an odd combination here of like real uppity rich people and like farmers and kind of hicks. And, and it's neat because it works, you know, and there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of bad types. There's not a lot of riffraff and crime and, um, you know, a lot of the problem, you know, back home where I grew up, it seemed like everybody would get hooked on drugs, or just do stupid shit, go to jail. Um, you know, yeah, there's issues here, but not like, you know, where it was. But like I always said, you know what, I I'm done. I'm out. I'm going uh, somewhere warm, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's Florida, whether, wherever. Uh, you know, and it's crazy, too, because the past few winters honestly haven't been that bad. Um, even though, you know, some of you are probably like, you just said it was mine. But in the big picture, they haven't been that bad. I would honestly say that this past summer was more unbearable than the previous winter had been. Just because it was so hot over the summer, it was so dry and humid that, you know, you didn't even want to be outside. But, you know... All in all, to me personally, usually when the temperature's below 70, 60 degrees, I don't enjoy it. Uh, I'm a warm weather creature. You know, I had actually moved up here from Orlando, Florida. And, you know, growing up in Tennessee, winter really isn't a part of my life, though. When you see the pictures from the last couple days, you would think, oh, how was it not? You know, um, I didn't really start to experience real winter, I think, until about 2003 when I was here. Um you know, so we're, we're like at this place where we want to move. We've been talking about moving. That's always been the plan. You know, and there's like this uncertainty of where uh, we're going to go. You know, my wife, she'd leave yesterday. Um, you know, and this is all she's known. She grew up here in this area where we are, you know, went to college not far from here. Like her whole life has wrapped around where we are. Um, you know, and like I said, I'm all for going somewhere warm I, I I know she she thinks I have a lot of doubts about leaving and I don't I don't think I do honestly aside from that normal kind of resistance to change that we all have you know it's like you know, the de you know the devil you know is always easier than the devil you don't um, you know and, and I do want to be somewhere warm uh, you know we've always said it would probably be Tennessee or Florida and I think especially now with the state of the country, you know, that those are definitely safe havens in my opinion. Um, you know, it's important to me a red state. I don't, you know, the last two elections, you know, Wisconsin was blue this past election. I mean, maybe, you know, but I mean, on paper it was blue. You know, before that was red, but I think they'd never been Republican before, you know, since Reagan when the whole country was red. But, um, you know, we love the ocean. We love that Florida feel, that coast thing, uh, the sunsets, the dolphins, being out in the water. You know, um, we also love the mountains. You know, we love the Smoky Mountains, uh, the laid-back feel of Tennessee, you know, that whole country life, uh, the hiking, the, you know, the, you know, it, it's tough. I, me, personally... And this may hurt a lot of people's feel. I'm way more partial to the ocean. I love the mountains. I love Gatlinburg. I love my Smoky Mountains. I love Tennessee. 
it will always be home to me. Uh, but like, the ocean is almost, it's like church for me. You know, it's when I get, when we get to Florida, you know, we get checked into our VRBO or whatever. Like, I'm literally antsy to, till I get my toes in the ocean. And it's not like I need to go in. It's like literally, I probably only go in about waist deep. Um, you know, and I look at the water. I had a little bit of struggle with the water after Ricky, um, my friend who had drowned. But, like, I don't know. There's just something vast and a serenity that comes with the ocean that it's just like, I feel like my feet are in the ocean. I'm just staring out at the waves and the noise and, you know, the salt-kissed skin you get that it, it revives you. Like, you feel your battery. You know, it's like watching that the little percent thing on your cell phone when you plug it in. You know, you go from 32% to 50 and you're just like, yes. This is what I need. Like, if I could do this, ev start every day with a walk down the beach, um, you know, God, you know, life life would be great. And, you know, the other day she and I were talking, and, and it's tough, like I said, because, you know, I think of the two of us, I probably have been the one that's been more resistant to saying, okay, let's do this, let's go, let's, you know. Um, she was like, well, what does your gut say? And I didn't lie. And I said, honestly, my gut wasn't saying anything. You know, I it was just like, and that's a first. I usually always kind of have this intuition or feeling of what I want, you know, what I want to do, who I am, what I want to But it, But it, it, was, it was just blank, you know. And, and I, I don't think that's a sign. I don't think that's anything. I think some of that is, is age. You know, some of that's complacency. Um, you know, I, I'm here. I have a good life here. I'm comfortable here. Um, you know, I don't like the cold. I don't like the winter. It doesn't bother me now like it did maybe 10 years ago. Um, you know, so I do that thing. You know, we all kind of do it, right? When you have to make some kind of decision or you're trying to decide on something, I don't, I don't know whether it's paint, furniture, carpet, life choices, jobs, relationships, where you kind of make like a pros and cons list, you know, and this, this is in my head. I didn't like have like a vision board where I wrote all this down. Um, you know, so, so I'll start with Tennessee. The pros of family of Tennessee, my family and friends are there. You know, I've been far away from my family since, you know, on and off with moving around since probably like 1999. Uh, with moving here, moving there, you know, my summers in Cedar Point, uh, Florida, here, um, you know, there's the film familiarity of Tennessee, you know, Middle Tennessee, I know very well, East Tennessee, I know very well, um, you know, there's the cost of living, it's, you know, way easier cost of living there, it's a state with no state income tax, warmer weather, although this week aside down there, um, you know, and it has the pro of being about six or seven hours away from the, the ocean. You know, and you look at whether that's going Carolina way, maybe, or Panama City. Um, you know, and this, then you look at the cons, and you're like, okay, all your family's there. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, you know, I look at it as I've been gone for so long. Um, you know, and life goes on. You realize that when you're 
you leave somewhere, if you ever have, and you go back, that, like, you know, the wheel keeps turning. You know, you might have been, like, the broken spoke that fell out because you're not there anymore. So it's that place of trying to find where you fit in and where life is now because you don't go back to that spot you were when you left, if that makes sense. So I'm like, okay, there's going to be that adjustment period. And, you know, and when you see, I think about it because you see, you know, I, I talk to my parents probably once a month. I should probably do a better job of it, honestly. Uh, I had a great conversation with my dad last week, actually, about or this week, about all this. My parents had made this similar move when they were younger, which I actually think is further up in this. But, um, you know, so the dynamic of trying to figure out where I am, you know, they know who who I am now um, versus who I was when I left. But there's still that where, you know, does the piece of the puzzle that I am, does it still fit in the place where it was? You know, so, so I worry about that. Um, you know, honestly, another con, it's very, very humid uh, in Tennessee. I mean, sometimes the summer's there. God damn. You know, you go check the mail and you got to wring your shirt out and go take another shower. Uh, you know, I worry that there could be a lack of opportunity for employment. Um, but I, but on the other hand, I'm like, okay, really everyone's hiring everywhere. But, uh, so th those are my pros and cons for Tennessee. Um, obviously the opportunity to go to Tennessee football games is a pro, uh, be not being able to watch the Packers as much without the NFL package would be a con, but if Aaron Rodgers is gone, there might not be much to watch. So now we kind of do Florida pros of Florida, the weather. The ocean, uh, Ron DeSantis being the governor there, you know, like Tennessee, no state income tax. Uh, there's a Florida way of life that, unless you've lived there, it's hard to explain. Um, when I'm in the Sunshine State, like I don't, I don't feel like I ever get grumpy. You know, I don't feel like I feel like my time I spent in Florida, and I was in Central Florida, in Orlando. Um, it was great. Like I have nothing but fond memories and, you know, enjoying my life there and thinking about, you know, unfortunately I didn't appreciate as, it as much in the moment as I do looking back, you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you know, Florida, Florida was good to me. Um, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of friends in Florida as well. Um, they're kind of all over Florida. So, um, you know, the cons, hurricanes, uh, you know, I think that's a big one with Kai. I think she's deathly afraid of hurricanes. And I know Tennessee, you have like the tornado thing. And so, I, like, and I know I've said this countless times. I, I just don't like, sorry, I just bumped the mic. I'm not a person that, I don't know, the weather doesn't like spook me. I respect it and understand it. But, I, you know, when I think about things that are probably going to kill me or take my... Like, I guess the weather never comes into play. And that could be me being naive and arrogant or just, you know, bold-faced stupid. But it's never been one of those things where I'm like, oh, my God, the weather... You know, it becomes a little different when you're a parent. You take those tornadoes, warnings differently, you know, you... 
stay inside and you're more cautious or whatever with things because people are counting on you to come home and stuff like that. But the weather's never been, you know, I don't know. So, you know, that was a, a con for her. Obviously, a higher cost of living in Florida, and a lot of that has to do with the next con, and that's a lot of people are relocating to Florida, so that's going to be a lot of traffic, a lot of crowding, um, you know, and part of it, you know, we look at houses all the time. I think um, Kylie and I probably send each other, mostly her, because I'm not, I always send them wrong. She's like, you didn't send it. You just sent a whole page of stuff. Um you know, five, ten houses a day, and, you know, sometimes I look at it for, like, what our price range is or what we want to spend. I don't know in Florida if I'd get what I what, what I really want. I think I'd settle for something, and I'd probably be happy and be fine. You know, I'm not super materialistic person. Uh, I think I've always been very uh, fortunate with my homes uh, growing up, you know, growing up especially and in my adult life. Uh, our first home here. I love this house. I would take this house with me, you know, and just put it somewhere else I want to be. And, and yeah, obviously that's an option, but no. Um, you know, and then you have the con of alligators and sharks in Florida. I, I know it sounds stupid, but, you know, we're, we like the lake. We like the, my ass ain't getting no lake or river in Florida. You know, I, I worry about the alligators more than I do the sharks because of being a little more educated as far as how sharks are, but, you know, alligators a little more unpredictable. Um, you know, the being far away from family, again, you know, I'll go from being, you know, I don't know, five to 600 miles, the other side of them. Um, no network of people, you know, I, like I know people, but I think it's in Tennessee, it's different as far as, Hey, you know, Hey, I know a guy who could, you know, you could job for the, you know, and I, I think, I could acclimate into some employment very easily there versus uh, Florida. Um, you know, the way we were talking last night, too, I think we might have ruled Florida out. Um, you know, then you have wild card states like uh, Alabama. Um, I have North Carolina on here, but it's probably more likely Alabama. You know, but then there's that aspect of Alabama still not being, you know, near the ocean. I mean, you could go to, like, Florabama down south, you know, but at that point you might as well just go to Panama City. But uh, Alabama seems to be a place where you can get um, a lot, you know, a, a, a nice chunk of land, a real nice house for your money. Uh, I'll probably do some uh, pastoring to our uh, future co-host Casey about uh, that. She actually lives in Alabama. Um you know, and I've sent her a text or two here saying, hey, where's this place or what's, you know, because I don't know. You know, all I know is Alabama is driving to Birmingham, um, actually stopping at a McDonald's in Selma once. No lie, like the Martin Luther King town or whatever. I had to pee really bad and I walked in and I swear the whole place stopped. You know, I was like pretty much in pajamas and uh, slides with socks on. We were going to spring break or whatever and they were kind of like. It was obvious, like, why I was out of there, and then I was just kind of like, oh, hey, and then, you know, I just went to the bathroom, and then went up and bought some breakfast, and it was all good, but, um, you know, it's just, it's it's finding the right place and, and doing it, you know, and, and I, I want to be happy, you know, I talked about, you know, so I think some of it's, I got to take my own advice that I gave you guys last week, where I said, you know, life's short, do the things 
uh, you know, make the choices. Don't be afraid to uh, just go out and live. And, you know, my dad told me and that he felt like, you know, when he left the Detroit area and relocated the family to Tennessee, that he was worried about the effect it would have on me and my brother. Um, I actually loved it. I think it was one of the best things my parents ever did for me. Um, and not that they did it for, but like that was maybe, you know, just part of the, what came with the move is it, you know, how it worked out for me. But my dad had told me, he said he felt like his life never really started till he moved, you know? And I'm like, I have a great life here. You know, I don't look at my life as not starting, but I feel like, you know, the being able to be outside year round and, and I, warmer temperatures just equal more smiles and being happy and i feel like the older i get and i'm not young that i'm gonna dread winter you know more and more and i want my old ass i actually fell using the snowblower on sunday like it had iced really bad a couple days before it snowed and so there was like down towards the uh, end of my driveway there was like this real pretty nice sheet of ice under the snow and I fell and I was literally like freaking Bambi I could not get back up because I just kept slipping and let's be real I'm not the most graceful person as it is but yeah so you know decisions decisions you know and then on top of it you take the overwhelming uh, aspect of buying and selling houses you know when we bought this house we were renting so it was just kind of like buying and that was stressful in itself um, you know I, I guess maybe I'm not as versed in that world so everything seemed confusing to me I felt like things moved really slow um, I understand you know the way the market is now I have some friends that are realtors uh, you know one here, some down there. Um, Annie's been really great with going to look at places for me and sending me houses, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, you know, and I know the stress and anxiety of it all. I have an amazing partner in Kai, and we'd get through whatever. I mean, I'd probably have my pseudo breakdowns. Um, you know, and then like I said, there's the, there's just like these moments where I look at how much I currently love my life for the most part now and, and I don't mind my job I mean ultimately I feel like I have it made um, you know and, and am I am I being ungrateful to want more you know like like where's that line you know and it's it's not like a, a chase your dream thing it's it's like a, you know am, am I just trying to like am, am i spitting in the face of like the blessings that the cosmic universe has bestowed upon me by being all like hey yeah my life is great but i want this too you know and it, it, it's weird when i when i say it out loud like that but but it's seriously like a thought i have you know you know all of that and then you know each day each hour maybe even Realizing that the time is coming to where we pretty much have to make a decision, you know, it's it's shit or get off the pot, and I kind of freeze, you know, or I don't know, or I say something stupid, and you know, she gets frustrated, and it's and it, and it's not even like I'm leaving anything behind. Part about going, like, you know, when I was younger, I, I spent my youth 
bouncing around from place to place, like I was saying, and I never settled anywhere too long and was oftentimes leaving family and friends behind. You know, now that I've been here like 19 years, which pretty much two decades, it's crazy. Um, you know, I was always this adventurous look before you, your leap, leap first, look later guy. You know, and I don't know if perhaps in my age I've lost some of that wanderlust. Like I said, maybe I became complacent. Maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, maybe I have to find that adventurous spirit and just take a chance. You know, it, I'd say it's been a long time since I've done anything that would involve, like, just a risk take. Like, just say, fuck it. I'm going to do this. Bam, we're going to go. And, you know, and I'm sure we'll move. I, I do want to move. It's a time. I think it's just a time frame thing. It's obviously a seller's market in the home market currently, and we'd make great coin on this house, you know. But like I said, man, I love this house. I really do. We've done a lot of work into it. We've made it ours, you know. And there's those of you that own your home, and you know what I'm talking about. And like I said, I would pick it up, and move it if it were that simple. Uh, and obviously for the right price, I'm sure it could be, but you know, at some point we'll just decide and we're going to go for it and I'll keep, I'll have to keep you guys posted, um, you know, on the where and when with all of this, but, um, yeah, that's crazy. I just went on nearly 30 minutes about this. Um, uh, maybe it's going to be a long show tonight. Um, this weekend or, ah, this week. Sorry, sometimes I can't read the script. I blame... I think this whiskey does stuff to your eyes. It's really weird. I'll have to consult with Brandon about it and see if he has the same eye trouble. Marked the uh, one-year anniversary of the January 6th trespassing events at the Capitol in protest of the fraudulent 2020 election. Obviously de deemed an insurrection by our leftist counterparts. Um... Honestly, it was a day that every Democrat that could find a microphone or a camera used to sensationalize the events as this huge catastrophic event in our country's history. You know, and I said this last year, like, I personally, I think the whole thing is stupid and almost laughable. Uh, heels up Vice President Harris compared January 6th to 9-11 in Pearl Harbor. Like, let, let, just let that digest for a, second, for a moment. Like, think about that. And it's common knowledge that Harris is pretty much a retard. But let's dive into the comparison for, for a second, if you will. So, on January 6th, five people died at the Capitol. One officer was allegedly beaten to death by rioters, though no one has been charged with that. Um, and there were, you know, the other four who died that day were all part of what I guess you would deem the rioters, the insurrectionists. Uh, we had Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by a Capitol guard. Though there are no witnesses or released forensic details of the shooting, um, one man was crushed to death, trampled, um, one man had a stroke, and another a heart attack. Both were Trump rally attendees. So five people. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I am not minimalizing the loss of human life in whatever capacity. We are simply doing a comparison based on something, somebody who you holds office and, God, I, I hate to call her educated because she's a fucking idiot, but it's just, anyways, on September 11th, 2001, 2,996 people died in those terrorist attacks. That's nearly 3,000 people. That's like 2,991 more people that then died on January 6th. Math, I'm, no, I'm pretty good at it. Uh, people who were just living their lives, heroes who ran into a hell that none of us will ever possibly be able to fathom, uh, mass casualties, a legit attack on our way of life and our country, a borderline maybe not even borderline, a declaration of war by, you know, Islamic extremists. Now we look at Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941. 2,403 people were killed in the attack on Pearl Harbor which was ultimately a declaration of war against our country by the Japanese. And, you know, it's a day we observe every year and a day we remember. How, how do we compare the two? You know, and you, you hear the liberals toss out their talking points, like uh, this, like January 6th was this threat. Threat to democracy is like their new thing. Um, or it's an attack on our d democracy. And I guess the important question would to ask would be like, well, how so? You know, if you, you break down all the, the details into the simplest form on January 6th, here's what happened. Portions of authorities became overwhelmed with growing crowds from a rally and allowed some protesters inside the Capitol. That's a fact. Some protesters outside broke windows to gain entrance or force their way in through other doors. The Senate was going through the ceremony of certifying the election. Say, in fact, the people that day had burned down the Capitol. Nothing about the election would have changed. The results would have been the same. Democracy wasn't being taken away. How could it have been? by unarmed trespassers who still managed to stay between the velvet ropes as they walked through the Capitol foyer. The only shot fired that day was at a rioter slash insurrectionist slash trespasser passer that was Ashley Babbitt who was shot and killed. Um, you know, and this is where you get into that area where, like, liberals just make shit up. And, and this is on every level. This isn't just about January 6th. Like, they're, they're so misguided. You know, they, they, they repeat nonsense. Um, you know, and all the other idiot liberals believe it and, and never try, they never try and think for themselves. They're 
incapable of it. They're a herd mentality. They're just, honestly, as a collection, they're the most useless people on the planet. They are. I would rather have meth and crackheads, um, who probably vote liberal anyways. But they could educate themselves with a five-minute internet search. Maybe not on Google, because it would hide the details. Um, you know, and it goes back to this disregard for truth. You know, it's it's all about what people want to believe, what they tell themselves they have to believe, you know, what their opinions are, and, and this reality that they perceive, you know, and uh, until we fix this mindset, which I don't think we ever will, um, there's always going to be people arguing without facts and just just spewing insanity. Like people that just, you know, talk out of their ass or they're just full of shit or we all deal with these types of people in our life, whether they're in your family or coworkers or just people you're forced to deal with. And I'm not just saying like liberals. I'm saying people that just talk nonsense. Um, you know, and I think when I, when I put thought into it, because I would say for so much of my life, I didn't. You know, I, I always kind of say, like, I just do things. You know, um, dealing with people and communication, it, it's a bigger challenge, I think, than it honestly gets credit for. Um, like, how many times have you said something, um, you know, you've, you've physically said it, the words left your mouth. In your head, it made sense. But that's not how it comes out, you know, or that's not how it's received. You know, and, and now you've opened a whole other can of worms. You know, maybe you've hurt someone's feelings. Maybe it came off as you just didn't validate how someone felt. Or maybe they felt ins insulted um, or disregarded. Or maybe they thought you're an idiot. You know, whatever. It's... You know, and maybe some of you are way better at communication or discussing things with people than I am. But I believe it or not, as I sit here and talk to you on a podcast, it's a huge weakness of mine. Um, you know, and I'm not sure if weakness is the right word. Maybe better to say it, it's a challenge for me that I have. Um, you know, I can sit here. It's me, a bottle of whiskey, um, a microphone, the computer. You know, I'm the only one down here, and it's, fuck, I don't want to say a safe space, but it's it's a place I'm very comfortable. Um, you know, put a live studio audience in front of me, you know, and that probably changes the game, uh, because even though I'm not speaking to those people, I'm speaking to those people. You know, even though I'm speaking to all of you, I'm not speaking to all of you. Um you know, and I know I, I know how I feel most of the time. Uh, I'm pretty good at understanding, I don't know, my emotions, my thoughts, where I am with something. Um, I'd say I probably don't always use the best words to describe it. Sometimes I don't say anything about it at all. You know, and, and me personally, I'm not one of those people who thinks talking about everything makes it better. Some things, sure, 100% it does. You know, and I also understand that flip side of the coin that you can't just internalize everything. You know, and even if you're the type of person where I am at times where I think that's, 
honestly the easiest and most comfortable way to deal with it for you, you know, in a, in a selfish way. Um, for the longest time, you know, in my life, I learned how to process how I feel on my own. You know, whether there were other people in my life that were involved or there that I could have shared with it or maybe they wanted me to share with it, I had just done it that way most of my life. Um, you know, and there are times and things that I know that I need to share, that I need to talk about. But a lot of times, like, I feel like I can just process it. Um, therapists have helped me with some things, um, other things they haven't. And I'm totally not one of those people ashamed to admit I have seen therapists in my life. Uh, a couple, actually. Um, the last one, I'll be honest, I didn't really... This is such a weird way to say it. I didn't feel like there was like this connection. And maybe I didn't feel like I trusted her, you know, enough to take her... And it's not... I don't mean that from the side of, um, like, being arrogant, like thinking, you know, I, I didn't feel like she was hearing me she was listening to me like she was hearing me she wasn't listening and i'll actually touch on that and i would feel like i would say how i feel and maybe i would get a response like she didn't understand what i just said and i'm like okay are we having the same conversation kind of like what i said there where like in my head I, this is what i'm pretty sure i said you know and then kind of covid happened and it went once it went virtual i was out like i I'm not, I can't do therapy via FaceTime. This right here is more beneficial. Um, you know, I have... You guys are the doctor. You get to hear all my banter, my crazy thoughts, my emotions, whatever it is I'm dealing with. Uh, it's been a long week, so bear with me. Um, you know, but pre with the previous therapist, I actually, I actually felt like I got something out of therapy. I used to call it like taking a taking a crap for your brain, like a mental dump. And I didn't mean that in a way to be little therapy. It's just like sometimes you get all this junk in your head and there's no other place in your life where you can like like put it. You know, it's kind of like think about your closet, your dresser drawer, you know, your socks here, your underwear, your t-shirts, your shorts, your long sleeve shirt, like everything kind of has this compartment. But like all this I don't know, whatever in your mind, it needs to go somewhere. So it's like the therapy was like the toilet for your brain. Therapists everywhere are cringing as I described their very important work this way. But that's how it was to me. You know, I'd come out, you know, you go in feeling like I had like a heavy weight on my head. And when I came out, I was like, oh, I feel lighter, you know, uh, and, you know, and it's just like, Okay, and there's times where I'm like, man, I, I, you know, where you're like, you almost could treat it like an A. I mean, not that I know because I've never gone, but like, hey, I need to, I need a therapy today. You know how you people that struggle with addiction can just catch a meeting. Um, you know, and like I said, this this being a long, aggravating week for me personally. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to divulge details, but like you get to a point in your life. Um, Sometimes you have to accept things may not be the way you want them to be, you know, and you can, we can't hope things into existence. You know, we can't will things and relationships and things to be a way we want them just because 
we want them to be that way. And I think, you know, you can't talk it into existence either. Uh, I think one thing I've learned uh, in my relationship with Kai, and sometimes, you know, it's not perfect there either, but conversations have to be two-way streets. You know, like I was saying, there's a difference between listening and hearing. Um, you know, anyone can hear something, but if you're not listening, nothing's really getting accomplished. Um, you know, and I'll stand right here and tell you, I can be a terrible listener. I've joked with you guys about how, you know, podcasts sometimes are a struggle for me because, like, I can't sit there and just pay attention to every detail. Like, I try to do the true, true crime ones, but, like, you miss 30 seconds of it, and it's like, wait, what are they talking about? Who's this person? What happened? You know, and maybe it's my, I can attribute some of it to ADD or ADHD, whichever one doesn't allow you to concentrate uh, for long periods of time. Uh, I'm very easily distracted, and I know it's just easy to blame it on that. Uh, I own that, but I, I promise in a lot of instances, I do my very best to listen. I do try. I would say I just, I'm way better than I was. I still completely suck at it. Um, it, it, it may be like math, something I'm just never going to be good at. I may just get to a point where my skill is adequate enough to survive in the in life and in the real world. But, um, you know, and at times I struggle up I, uh, I struggle on just giving up on things, um, maybe to a fault, you know, and like I said, you, you can't, you cannot fix everything in your life. You cannot fix every person. You cannot fix every relationship. You cannot fix every struggle, anything that comes your way, you know, and, and you can't save everyone. You know, sometimes you can't even save yourself, but it never stops us from trying, right? Um, you know, and it just becomes like, oh, and sometimes you just have to like, you have to take a step back. You know, we've all had those moments, I think, in our life, whether, you know, it's a job, a group of friends, um, I don't know, a hobby, something, a project. We're just like, you know what, this has put me into a spot I don't want to be in. All I can do at this point is just not do it. Like, just kind of check out and try to regroup myself and then move forward. Because if you're not, if you're not right, you can't make anything else right. You know, it's kind of like, if you don't love yourself, you can't love others. Um, If you don't trust yourself, can't trust other people. Like, there's so much, I think, sometimes that where we can put ourselves, we don't put ourselves first sometimes, or we don't deal with the things that we need to fix with us because we're so worried about other things that we don't realize those other things have maybe started to slowly break down pieces and parts of you and then you're not your best you so you know the situation's only going to get worse I guess for lack of saying um but yeah so that's kind of those who know me know I was kind of eh this week that's where I am um long show tonight uh props to you guys who uh, hung out and listened the whole way uh watch some football play or football playoffs just around the corner watch the uh 
Chiefs-Broncos game looked like the Chiefs were going to blow it, but then they came back and did it. I still don't know what I think about the Chiefs, if they're going to get out of the AFC. Uh, Dallas continues to look good. Um, I hate Mike McCarthy. I hate the Cowboys. But honestly, if somebody beats them and the Packers don't have to play them in the playoffs, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, on a super, I'm going to close on a super happy, positive note. Um, our friend Scott, friend of the show, uh, one of my favorite people in all my life. Uh, I love him like a brother. Scott. And his wife welcomed a baby girl the other day. Um, everyone's healthy and fine. Um, it's huge. We are so happy for Scott. Um, nobody uh, deserves this more than Scott does. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, when he sent me the pictures, I was just like, awesome. You know, it was just like, you know, I always think of what we used to joke in film school when we talked about where were we going to be? I'm like, I don't know. And he used to always say, well, it's going to happen, you know, and that's kind of how I always felt about this for him, you know, that, that it was going to happen and it did. So, um, congrats, buddy. Enjoy the ride. Um, you know, and that, that's, that's all I got tonight, guys. Um, thanks for listening to my long conversation. Uh, I'm enjoying this glass of whiskey. I think I may enjoy another one before I go off to bed, but, um, yeah, as always, thank you. I appreciate you being here, and um, that's all I got. Have a great night.